Welcome to the Family Life Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. Our hope today is that this podcast brings life to you and that you leave this message encouraged, equipped, and empowered to live the amazing life God designed for you. Well, good morning, church family. So good to see you all this morning. Let's take a quick second and give the OC a big shout out, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Love it. How about a big cheer for all of our first-time guests today? If you're here for the first time, we're so excited you are here. Hey, now you're not a first-timer anymore. Now you're family. So we get to treat you weird now. That's how it works, you know. It's just like, it's how family is, right? Well, guys, open your Bibles with me, if you would, to Luke chapter 2. And verse 7, we're going to continue in this uh, topic that we have been on, talking about being wrapped up in Christ. How many of you enjoyed the message last week, talking about the gift, right? How, how we can choose what comes on the inside of our lives, what gets into our lives, and uh, you know what we're wrapped up in advises how we choose. And so I just want to encourage you, if you haven't seen that, heard it, go back and watch, listen again on the podcast or online, highly recommend that. Today we're going to keep talking about this same idea of being wrapped up in Christ. In the next couple weeks, we're going to dive into the names of God. So I think you're going to really enjoy those messages as we sort of unpack who God is by name. You know, so many times throughout the Word we see different places that are named uh, for God, but it's named based on what He provided, what He did, and some incredible stories that are there. I think you're going to get a lot out of those messages, so make sure that you're here for those. So as we look at Luke chapter 2, and some of you might recognize that Luke 2 is traditionally the passage that we lean into around Christmas time to tell the Christmas story. And so you might be familiar with some of what we will read here this morning in Luke chapter 2, but I want to sort of set the scene for you as we uh, recognize what it means to be wrapped up in Christ. So Mary and Joseph have made a long journey by the time we get to luke chapter 2 and verse 7 they've made a long journey to bethlehem and they've they've gone through the whole ordeal with the inn and uh, having no room there and they've now settled into a cave where they are staying and i know traditionally we see a big stable built out of wood but really the reality is is that they took up shelter inside of a, a cave caves were often used for animals and, and those types of things and so they were inside a cave and mary begins labor so can you imagine this sequence right they've just traveled there's no room for them in the marriott and so they have to go back out into an old abandoned garage and of course mary starts to labor labor pains about to deliver jesus what a sequence so jesus is born uh, and this young couple just Nine months after nine months of enduring ridicule, pushback from uh, people around them after bearing the burden of an unmerited shame on their lives. Go read the story, read the narrative of Mary becoming pregnant and all that they had to deal with in that pregnancy, not married. They were on the verge of their relationship being absolutely wrecked and just starting a new reality as a family. All this is what's happening in this moment. And for the next 33 and a half years, it's going to be pretty nonstop for them. Not long from this particular night, they're going to be on the run. They'll be fleeing from people who want to kill Jesus, their two-year-old son. 
but by the leading of the Holy Spirit, they'll escape. Four more sons and two daughters will be born to Mary and Joseph over the next 10 to 12 years. At about the age of 12, Jesus is going to go missing for three days. They're going to find him in the temple, and we see for the first time a narrative around the fact that Jesus identifies as the Son of God. So we're all already largely aware of what happens in Jesus' life as an adult. Jesus launches into his ministry, and Mary will begin to wonder about her role as a mom, and the things that she'll hear him say are going to really penetrate her heart as, as a mother, and the whole world uh, will come to know her son's name. So there's a lot out of, ahead of them. Suffice it to say that this new family has a big future. And uh, right here in this one brief moment, in just this one brief moment of time, it's just them. None of the other chaos, none of the other triumph, none of the other challenges are happening. It's just a peaceful night in a cave just Mary and Joseph and their newborn first baby. Silence. Have you ever just wished for silence in your life? Have you ever just wanted just to be alone for a minute? I just need to take a break. I just need to breathe. I just need quiet. Well, for Mary and Joseph, this was the quiet before the storm. But for this one fleeting minute, it was just them. The cattle are lowing, the sheep are baying, the stars are shining, and Jesus is in Mary's arms. And the Bible gives us a beautiful glimpse into what happened here. I want to share this with you out of Luke chapter 2 and verse 7. It says this, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Actually, the word here is cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. You probably have heard that scripture. You might have been able to quote it with me when I said it. But I want us all just to kind of breathe it in for a second. Because in this scripture is demonstrated, I believe, God's plan for every one of us. Not only do we see the birth of Christ, God's answer to humanity's needs. Christ represents all that you and I will ever need. He represents grace. He represents forgiveness. He represents provision. He represents peace. He represents God with us. He's all that we'll ever need. But it's not just Jesus that we see in this verse that is God's answer. But I believe it's Mary's response to the moment that we can take so much courage in. All that's just happened, she's just traveled. She's having a baby. Some believe out of wedlock. There are rumors going around about how she got pregnant. Nobody really knows the truth except her, not even Joseph, 
The only thing anybody else has is what she's told them. Nobody else was there when the angel visited her. Nobody else had to stir the courage to say, so be it unto your servant, according to your word. Nobody else had to carry the child. Nobody else had to deal with the ups and downs of pregnancy. Mary had to bear it all on her own. And people around her could think whatever they wanted to think. They were gone, nothing she could do about it. She couldn't change what people were thinking. The only thing that she could take confidence in is what she knew. You know, and a lot of times in our lives, when things come up in, on our lives and in our lives that we don't expect or maybe we didn't really ask for, it can create resentment and animosity for us. We can actually tend to try to shove those things away and say, I don't want it. I didn't ask for it. But what I believe we see Mary doing here is exactly what I believe God does for every one of us. When we are in a state in our lives, in our minds, in our spirits, when we're less than desirable, the Bible says that we're all born into sin. We've all missed the mark. We've all gotten it wrong. But even in all of that, God responds to us in a way that's incongruent. It doesn't match up. It doesn't make sense when you know who you are. When I know who I am, it doesn't make sense that God would respond to me this way. First, that he would send his son makes no sense whatsoever. Not for me. Not for who I am. Now, when you really begin to realize the state that we're in as humans when we're born, it just doesn't add up. And Mary shows us, I believe, in her response to Jesus, what God would have all of us to see today. What does she do? She wraps him in swaddling cloths. Let's go to verse 8. Now we see this brief moment, right? Precious moment. It's just, if you let yourself just sort of rest in it for a second, it's pretty phenomenal, the picture that we see here with Mary and Joseph and Jesus. But it doesn't last very long. Because no longer does she get him swaddled, and laid down into the manger, which, by the way, manger means feeding trough. Lays him down into the feeding trough inside of a cave where cows and sheep are kept. And in verse 8, it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. So immediately, no more do they enjoy this moment than the message is out. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings, great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. You know, it was just moments after our oldest son, Grant, was born that I was whisked away by one of the nurses. She was speaking in broken English as she whisked me away. She said, follow me, follow me. And so we went away with Grant very quickly, and we got him all washed up and prepared and everything. And then she taught me how to wrap him up, in her words, like a little burrito. 
And so I practiced it. I wasn't very good at it at first, but over time, I figured it out. I figured out how to fold the cloth just right and get Grant positioned in it and swaddle him all up in that nice and snugly, not too tight, not too loose, but just, just perfect. But I had to practice it over, over time to sort of get it right. You know, we've been talking about this idea of being wrapped up in, in Christ finding our identity on our significance in him and there are so many things in life you guys that we can get wrapped up in so many things we can get wrapped up in friendships we can get wrapped up in what people think about us what is my friend thinking what is my friend doing will they continue to be my friend wondering what that means to us how does that impact my own significance if they like me or don't like me, if they like me more than maybe another friend in our friend circle. But friendships can dominate us. Maybe today you're trying to find friends. I need friends. I don't have a friend. I could use a good friend. And certainly we're built for relationship. God's designed us for relationship. But we can get wrapped up in friendships. What are my friends doing? What are they going to do? Where are they going? I want to go do what they want to they, they wanna do. I want to be with them. And friendships can dominate our reality. Money. We can get wrapped up in money. We can get wrapped up in, in making it. We can get wrapped up in spending it. We can get wrapped up in feeling guilty about making it and then spending too much of it. It's not hard at all to get wrapped up in money and saving for retirement and bonds and IRAs and all kinds of things that we can spend our time in the stock market thinking about and wondering about and worrying about and we can get wrapped up in money. What it says about us. The significance that it gives us. We can get wrapped up in sports. Who did what? When? The statistics. What happened last week with the prediction for this coming week? Who's going to win the big game on December 31st against Georgia? No, no Ohio State fans in the room. Totally missed that one. Nobody cares? We made it into the top four. Come on, we're in the playoffs. Wow. Oh my. <laughs> we can get so wrapped up in sports. I promise you, you don't have to start the conversation for the guys to go on and on and on and on and on. If we knew half the scriptures of the stats that we know, it'd be game over. We can get wrapped up in sports. We can get wrapped up in sports in our families. Running our kids to all kinds of sporting events, spending all kinds of money running to and fro. You know, local sports don't exist anymore for families. I just want you to know that. If your kids are going to be involved in sports, you might as well go buy the lowest cost, best mileage car you can find. Because you're going to be spending a fortune just in gas, let alone hotels and meals. Because now everybody's child is an all-star, like traveling full-time athlete. It's the truth. Come on, parents, help me out. This is, doesn't have to be, don't make this awkward. Now, I love it. I love that our kids are involved in sports, but your life can get wrapped up in sports. Can I get an amen? Wow, either going to help me or you're not. You're going to leave me just up here all on my own to do this. We can get wrapped up in ourselves, totally immersed in our own reality, wrapped up in our own opinion, our own needs, our own wants, our own desires, our own hurts, our own dreams, our own ideas, our own pursuits, totally can get wrapped up in ourselves. We can get wrapped up in family. Taking care of our family, being a part of a family, trying to hold our family together, trying to advance our family, trying to spend time with family. We can get wrapped up in family. 
We can get wrapped up in health. We can get wrapped up in getting fit, staying fit, getting fit again, getting fit and getting out of fit and then getting back in fit, throwing a fit because you're not fit. We can get wrapped up in health, gym memberships, eating right, spending a lot of money on protein shakes, and, or maybe we get wrapped up in dealing with a sickness or the symptoms of a sickness. And it sort of over time even becomes our identity. We can get wrapped up in politics. <laughs> Who said what and when and what they promised and didn't do. You know by now we should know that no matter what they say, it's probably not going to happen. You know that, right? We get wrapped up in all the things that are going on in our world and who's promising what and what they're going to deliver for us and who said this and who's on trial and who's getting elected and what they're going to do and how it didn't work out and maybe they did that and whose fault it is and get wrapped up in these things. We can get wrapped up in social media, wrapped up in the scroll, wrapped up in who's posting what and checking our feeds, checking the likes and how many followers we have now and which one worked and which one didn't work and should I change the picture? Maybe the angle of the picture. Maybe I should wear different colors and investigating what's working, what's not working. We can get wrapped up in, in social media. We can get wrapped up in work, pursuit of career, advancing our, our, our career, advancing our, our business, putting in the overtime because it pays a little bit extra. We can get wrapped up in work. We can get wrapped up in religion. We can get wrapped up in following the rules, trying to do it just right, trying to always be right. Even sometimes being the judge, judging where other people are and comparing that to our own journey and making ourselves feel better because it feels like we're better than somebody else. That's religion. We can get wrapped up in that. We can get wrapped up in all these things, and all these things can define our identity. Now, the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If we want to know what we're wrapped up in, just listen to the things we talk about. Whatever we're wrapped up in, we'll talk about it. It's so easy to get wrapped up, and not just even in just one of these things, but all of these things. You know, it's possible to be wrapped up in money and family and friendships and fitness and sports and work, and health, it's wrapped, it wrapped up in, in all of it. A lot of things we can get wrapped up in. At some point in our lives, all of us have been wrapped up in something like this, one of these things, or several of them, or all of them. Or maybe we are today. Maybe that's where you are today. You find yourself wrapped up in it. And when we think about the idea of being wrapped up in Christ, it gets a little bit different. It's easy to see how we can be wrapped up in these other things, but when we think about being wrapped up in Christ, we have to sort of wonder, how does that work? What does it mean to be wrapped up in Christ? I mean, we know how to be busy. I know how to work hard. I know how to exercise. I know how to, to manage my money. I know, I know how to, all those things, but what's it look like to be wrapped up in Christ? We get so busy with our activities that we literally just fall in bed at night, just worn out, exhausted. Why? Because we spent the day wrapped up in so much. How do I get wrapped up in Christ? I think it's interesting that the sign, 
Now, I don't want to put words into the Bible's mouth, but I was just reading Luke chapter 2 and verse 8, and on down through what it tells about the shepherds hearing from the angels, and it says, this will be the sign, the sign. The sign is that you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying, and the word here is important to understand, it's laying in a trough. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think about the Savior of the world coming on the scene, the Messiah arriving in the world, probably not how I would have put that together. If I were God's marketing campaign director, I might not have suggested a cave and a feed trough. I might have said, hey, you need a good e-marketing campaign. Let's do everything we can to gather all the emails that we can. We'll do a drip email campaign. We'll run some ads on Instagram. We'll buy some space on Facebook. We'll build a good website. And then we'll start having some major extravaganza events. We'll start traveling the nation. We'll let everybody know, hey, coming on December 25th, the Messiah. That makes more sense. But to arrive in a cave, in a feed trough, the Messiah, the Messiah, yeah, of the world, <laughs> yeah. All right, no parade, no fanfare, nothing, just a cave, feeding trough, and some swaddling cloths. And these are the things that the angels said you need to watch for. This is how you're gonna know. The only thing in this whole scenario to me that is normal, because you know, the, the cave is not normal, the, the trough is not normal, it's not normal for a husband to put his pregnant wife in a cave when she's about to deliver, it's just not normal. So this is not stuff you would choose to do. The only thing that's normal is that Mary loved and protected and provided and nurtured for Mary to wrap up her baby. That's what she did. She did all those things. That's the only thing that's normal in this scene. What I love about this picture is I believe that it shows us, I have to, I have to imagine that Mary didn't care she was in a cave. I don't think she cared she had to lay Jesus in a trough. I think there's one thing she cared about, and that is this. He's here. He's here. Guys, we can get so wrapped up in our surroundings. We can get so wrapped up in our drama. We can get so wrapped up in our challenges and our adversities. It doesn't mean they're insignificant. But I can say this. I don't believe God is moved by our caves and our troughs. I don't believe he's looking at our caves and our troughs and thinking, that's it, this does it, we can't have it this way, this, is, this isn't gonna work for me. I believe he sees you. And the one thing he cares about is not your situation, he cares about you. Because the situation doesn't intimidate him. All that matters to him is that you are on the scene, he loves you, he cares about you, and he wants to wrap you up provide for you, nurture you, take care of you, bring peace into your life, provide for you. That's what God wants. Doesn't matter if you're in a cave. Doesn't matter if it's going through a difficult time. Doesn't matter if you're pursuing a dream and the opportunities are bigger than they've ever been. The one thing God cares about is you. You're the only thing on his mind. You and I are all God cares about, and he wants to wrap us up
And he wants to wrap us up in Christ. So I don't think that Mary was distracted by her surroundings, which were far less than perfect. I think what she was focused on was the person in her life. You know, when our bodies are experiencing sickness, when our bodies are experiencing symptoms, when our minds are going through emotional trauma and dysfunction and dysregulation, when our relationships are, feel like they're in tatters, when we have a crazy, amazing opportunities in front of us and we can't wait to step into them, when we feel like life is fully all together and we're just in stride and this is crazy great right now, this is amazing. We have to remember that all, the only thing that matters is whether or not we're wrapped up in Christ. The good, the bad, the indifferent is just how life works. But are we wrapped up in Christ? Because if we're wrapped up in Christ... The Bible says that we can expect things to get better. We can expect things to be better. Jesus was not aware of his surroundings, but he did know this. He felt the warmth of the swaddle. He felt the security of the swaddle. He felt the protection and the love and the nurture of that moment. Look at Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 as we close. Jesus says this, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Who is to come to Christ? Those who have it together? Those who are in a perfect scenario? Well, pastor, once I kind of figure it all out, then I'll get back into it. Let me kind of get some stuff together, and then I'll, I'll come back, and I'll, I'll begin to do what I know I need to do. Are we to be wrapped up in whether or not our life is perfect? No, Jesus says, hey, bring it all to me. Bring what you think is perfection. Bring what you think is dysfunction. Bring it all. Whether you have it together or not, just come and I will give you rest. Not your success, not your plans coming together. I will give you rest. Not your moment alone and escape from everybody else. I will give you rest. Get wrapped up in me and I will give you rest. Come to me, all you who are labor, labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What I love about this picture, guys, is we have to recognize that Jesus is offering us an alternative to our reality. He's saying, if you're heavy and you're laboring, come and I'll change those things. We don't have to stay in our heavy labor. We don't have to stay in the difficult moment. We don't have to stay in the drama and be ruled by the tyranny. We can come to him and find rest. And he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lonely at heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. If you're interested today in rest for your soul, there's only one place to find it. And that is wrapped up in Christ. Well, pastor, how do I become wrapped up in Christ? I mean, I know how to be wrapped up in all these other things, success, challenges and how to be wrapped up in those but how do i get wrapped up in christ we get wrapped up in christ the same way we get wrapped up in everything else we think about it non-stop we talk about it all the time we ponder what it means for us we search for our significance in it it's the same thing that you do with money you do with christ the same thing we do with work we do with christ 
The same thing we do with family or health or fitness, we do with Christ. We think about it. We talk about it. We find our significance in it. We wonder what it says about us. We let it define who we are. We do the same thing with Christ. We just take work and we replace it with Jesus. So rather than work defining who I am, I'm going to let Jesus define who I am. Rather than letting my health define who I am, I'm going to let Jesus define who I am. I'm going to get wrapped up in him. And I want to read a scripture to you, and I want to pray for you. Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. And we say this. You make this a part of your mantra, your wrapped up mantra. I'm going to live the rest of my life wrapped up in Christ. How am I going to do it? I'm going to do it by doing what I would do any, with anything else that I get wrapped up in. And there's no issue with, being, with enjoying all of these things. We should go after them. But what we have to ask ourselves is, what am I wrapped up in? In other words, when I look at my life, what do I see? Do I either see the reflection of my effort and my labor, my work and what I've built and what I've done, or do I see a reflection of Christ? What am I wrapped up in? So in Romans chapter 8, verse 18, we simply make this our mantra. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, for I consider my cave and my trough not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be. Shall be, meaning it's going to happen. Shall be revealed in us. And I have to believe this was Mary's mantra. I have to believe Mary was saying, I don't care what I'm in. I don't care what's in front of me. All I care about is what is inside me. And bringing forth that thing that is inside. Because once it's birthed into the world, it can change lives. Once what God has placed inside of you comes forth, it will change the world around you, including your own life. But we've got to get our eyes off the surroundings, off the trough, off the cave, off the pursuit, off the opportunities, and say, no, the thing that defines me is Christ and Christ alone. For I consider the sufferings and the successes of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which is going to be revealed in me. Let me show you what the Amplified Version says here. It says, but what of that? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, this present life, are not worthy being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us and for us and conferred on us. The Message Bible says it this way. That's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. Come on, somebody say it out loud. I don't think there's any comparison between what I'm going through and what God's going to do through me. There's no comparison. This does not define me. Come on, someone. I'm not wrapped up in it. I might have to deal with it. I might have to think about it. I might have to pray about it. I might have some decisions to make, but I'm not wrapped up in it. Well, you brought in $7 million last year in your business. Way to go. That's great, but I'm not wrapped up in it. You finally had breakthrough with your family. Everybody's back together again. You're enjoying life and together again. It's so awesome. Look at what God has done. Yes, I'm so thankful that God has healed my family, has healed my marriage, has brought my children back. It's so amazing, but I'm not wrapped up in it. You get that? 
bad diagnosis, that bad message. You're dealing with anxiety. What do I do next? What do people think of me? What am I going to do? How am I going to figure this out? You know what? Yeah, I have things to figure out. I got stuff to deal with. I got, I got problems. There are problems in my life. I got I to gotta figure out my problems, but I'm not wrapped up in them. I'm wrapped up in Christ. My identity is firmly in him. And he's going to bring me through everything that I'm facing. Luke chapter 13 and verse 34, as I pray for you. Jesus says this. And I believe he's saying this to us today. He says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. And this is on the heels of some news that a prophet of God was about to be dragged outside the city and killed. Jesus says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together. How often I wanted to swaddle you. How often I wanted to wrap you up. And I wanted to protect you. As a hen gathers her brood under her wings. But you were not willing. The offer stood. It was for everyone. No exception. But Jerusalem had to make the choice. And the same thing is true for us today, you guys. We get to choose... We get to choose what we're wrapped up in. We get to choose what we're wrapped up in. Well, Pastor, you don't understand. It's, it's a pretty serious situation. I get it. I get it. My heart breaks for those who go through incredibly difficult times. We've been through them. We still face them. We recognize more than ever it's a choice about what we get wrapped up in. So what's your choice today? What are you going to wrap your life up in? We can wrap it up in past narratives. We can wrap it up in traumas. And they're, they're hard. They're difficult. They're not easy. I'm not belittling or demeaning them in any way. Some things are incredibly significant, hard to overcome, take a lot of work and focus, and consistency and discipline and endurance to overcome. But it, the sooner we make the decision to say, that will not define me the sooner we begin our journey out. Success that's out ahead of us, the good life that we're enjoying right now will potentially derail us if we don't get our wrapped up mentality right. If we find ourselves in that, it'll betray us. It's fleeting. It's wood, hay, and stubble. But when you get wrapped up in Christ, it releases us to fully enjoy all the fruit of our labor because he's the one that brings our significance. So as your heads are bowed today and your eyes are closed, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, will you allow the Spirit of God to cover you? Will you say, I choose to be wrapped up in Christ? I choose to think about him. I choose to talk about him. I choose to pursue him. I choose to find my significance in him. No matter what anybody says, no matter what happens in my life, this is what I choose to be wrapped up in Christ. In just a moment, Pastor Jason is going to lead us all through a prayer of salvation. If you've never received Christ into your life, we'd love for you to pray that prayer with him. But right now, I just want to pray for you, wherever you are in your journey, recognizing that wrapped up in so many things. But today, I'm making the conscious decision to say, wrapped up in Christ. 
swaddled by him, protected, nurtured, provided for. Find my identity in him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word today. Holy Spirit, we thank you so much that you move upon our hearts to draw us into relationship with you. God, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to us to be an answer for us, to provide for us, Lord, a way through our challenges, but to also give us the opportunity to really enjoy our triumphs. Spirit of God, I'm asking that you'd rest upon our hearts today and draw us closer to you. Those who in this moment are saying, yes, I'll come under your wing. I'll make the decision to wrap my life up in you. We know that you'll respond in kind, provide and keep and nurture us. And we're grateful for it. We're thankful for it. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Our hope is that you are encouraged, equipped, and empowered to live out the amazing life that God has designed for you. We pray that this message was fresh air to you. If you made a decision to ask Jesus to become the leader of your life, we'd love for you to let us know. Please text the word YES to 740-387-7778. If you'd like to reach out to Family Life Church, please visit our website at yourfamilylife.org. Thank you so much for joining us. Have an amazing day.